0: love talk radio
1: melissa yes timothy
2: how, yes how are you
1: oh i'm doing great how are you doing
2: i'm great i'm uh i'm just want to say i am truly grateful to have you on the show today and um uh i i couldn't wait to talk to you i i after uh, scamming through the book, uh, just it amazed me. And um, and I said, well, where is she spent all this time? Because I've done uh, <laughs> so, uh, not so many, but I've done a, quite a few uh, shows on this. And
3: mm.
2: not only that, I've done panels uh, in mm-hmm. New York and out in L.A., I've done panels on this. And I said, oh, really? She, 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 yes, and I was. She oh, have been so good for her. my panel discussions that I had, and um, I even uh, the mental health people from the mental health association came out, and uh, the the FDA. I, I did. I, I did so much on this i I put an advocate for this. So. Oh my um, gosh. Um, I thank you so much for, for uh, getting this. uh, speaking of the. What came to your mind to get this book and to, to create it, then put it out? I I appreciate it 100%. And um, uh, so I I, I uh, the went out and we got I think like 20 copies of this book because I, I I I I'm telling you and this is and I I know I have I've had a lot of authors on the show, but it's just mm-hmm. I mean, it's just certain books that just stick to me like something like the Oprah's Book Club or it's like the Timothy's Book Club because it's certain <laughs> books that stick to me and I, I really um, I really like this book a lot, uh, but oh,
1: for my so listeners
2: glad. that aren't familiar with it, just tell us, uh, just tell them a little bit about, you know, the book and, you know.
1: Yeah. um, Yeah. So, I think to tell you a little bit about the book, you know, it's really funny because I started it thinking that I was going to be writing about what it was like having a special needs child and being a parent, um, and... What happened, so what what the book ended up being about was my sort of um, shocking and and, uh, unintentional dependence upon benzodiazepines, and for me specifically it was something called Ativan, um, generic lorazepam, which was prescribed to me um, by a primary care physician for really, really severe, debilitating insomnia that he said, you know, I would have a psychotic break if I didn't get some sleep. Mm-hmm. And um, My doctor told me that the drugs were safe, maybe about as addictive as coffee, and that we were going to work on what was, you know, what was causing the insomnia, but these pills would help me sleep in the, in the meantime. And then what I found was that after a month, no, I'm sorry, after a year of taking them nightly as prescribed, never taking more, you know, never changing my dosage at all, I was so severely dependent physically upon them that any, that I actually was having active drug withdrawals while I was on a very high dose, which is to me, I don't know if they're, are very many (laughs) drugs that you can have such severe withdrawals while taking the drugs. And then to get off Mm -hmm. of them was, um, you know, akin to, from what I've heard from many um, addictionologists now, akin to going off of heroin in terms of the severity of withdrawals, but it took me a year and a half.
3: Mm-hmm. of that kind mm-hmm. of
1: rigorous. And, mm-hmm. and and the reason I wrote the book, Timothy, not only just to kind of stitch myself back into my life using art, you know, and to try to transform it, but because I found out there were so many people like me mm-hmm. that were just following their doctor's orders and all of a sudden were having all kinds of bizarre neurological or you know muscular or um, gastrointestinal disorders that actually are a result of of um, the dysregulation in the brain that are caused by the drugs so um, that's kind of my overarching summary of the book and kind of how i what i what i pulled into myself to be able to get through that.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: yeah. what was the, what, what was the process
2: like um, creating this book, and um, why did you decide to uh, make it into a book? Your your whole um, experience.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love that question. Um, I have, so I ask myself that all the time. Universe, <laughs> <Like, laughs> do I really need to write this book? And for me, because there were so many people that were writing to me saying, oh, my gosh, please don't stop talking about this. People don't know this. My brother died. My sister committed suicide. Mm-hmm. I thought, okay, I can um, try to tackle this systemic problem in a number of ways. You know, I can try to maybe take the doctor that prescribed me to you know, get him into a malpractice suit, but I thought, This is a systemic problem. We have all of these, you know, um, drugs that are prescribed by doctors and we don't really get to know what they do long-term until people start taking them. And I thought the best way I think I can get this information out there that can perhaps create some kind of systemic change and create awareness is to write something beautiful, And meaningful and intimate and bring people along with in the experience with me whether or not they've had any experience with you know doctor prescribed you know dependency or any kind of you know psychopharmacological drugs I wanted Mm -hmm. it to be a good story because I wanted to affect change
2: absolutely um Going through this experience, uh, what type of impact did it have on you, you know, with your children and your, your health and, and, your, and, you know, your, your whole family? How, what was that impact like?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, when my kids were younger, obviously, I was so physically impacted. You know, I, I didn't, yeah, I could barely walk a block. I couldn't remember anything. I was constantly falling over. And, you know, in some ways it's lucky that the kids were so young because they don't really remember. And I I remember saying, okay, my entire focus is to structure my life in such a way that they don't experience the impact. Um, But what I would say is that You know, I don't remember a ton of when they were during those, like, two years, basically. It was about two and a half years um, Mm -hmm. because it affects your your memory. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think the biggest impact was really to my health. So, my nervous system will probably never be the same. Like, it's very – it can get overwhelmed pretty easily, so I have to just – take really, really good care of myself, which is a good lesson for anyone, but there's really Uh ancient feedback if I get overwhelmed, um, or, you know, whether it's physically or just any kind of, there's sort of a hypersensitivity that comes out of it that I have to be cautious with. Um, yeah. Did
2: you have, I mean, going through this whole process, um, did you have any type of a support system, or you went through you this on your own?
1: Well, this this is one thing I want to say, that I feel so lucky, and and it's part of why I wanted to write the book, because I think very few people um, have the kind of support system that I had. I, I will not say, so my, my primary relationship with my husband at the time was not supportive. However... I had um, some friends that were very much like a second family. And Mm -hmm. because they had just the strongest, most beautiful hearts I've ever encountered in the world, they opened up their home to me. I I worked with a um, therapist who was also, interestingly, a Tibetan Lama. And he said to me, you're going to have to create your own kind of withdrawal um, like uh, rehab, because there is no, there, the American healthcare system is not set up for this kind of um, the kind of withdrawal you're going to go through. So I moved into this these friends of mine house and went through seven months of active withdrawals in their house with them, their love and support. He was a psychiatrist, so I knew I would have you know, an MD there should anything happen, um, and you know, and then just a few select friends, and, and that was it. I had to kind of piecemeal it. You know, there is not a structure in this culture yet to be able to help people who are suffering from benzodiazepine um, dependence mm-hmm. or withdrawal. We just don't even know how to handle it. What was,
2: if I may ask? What was that experience like going through those withdrawals? Um, what like what is it like? T- just a little bit of experience of like, how was it? How was that affect on you? Like how what,
3: how was it?
1: Well, oh, it was it was wild.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I I could not have imagined anything like it in my life if I had not gone through it. It would, so I would um, when I was tapering I would drop my dose by one tenth. And then I would just hold at that dose, and about two days after I dropped my dose, I would start feeling like I was on fire from the inside, like they were I called it the fire ants. My skin would be hypersensitive I couldn't look at the light, my eyes would shiver in their sockets, so i couldn't um, I couldn't read, I couldn't watch television. any sound was was too much. I would go through periods where I would Um, I would get these massive, um, I can't even say like a cramp. It would feel like a Rottweiler had attacked me in my stomach or my neck and I would fall down and I would just have this muscular contraction that was so intense I could barely breathe. Um, I would have seizures. I would, you know, (laughs) like Mm -hmm, vomiting. mm -hmm. I felt like I had the flu all the time. Um, it was just relentless. It was relentless. It was—I call it the Olympics of drug <laughs> controls <laughs> because it required such stamina and such focus to just get through the day.
2: Yeah, I, 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 I totally, I totally can relate, and I totally understand. Yeah. I do, mm-hmm. and um, I'm going to share my my experience very quickly and straight to the point. I had yeah. um. A big surgery maybe back in 2012, and mm-hmm. um, I got in the in the hospital, I got addicted to morphine. Oh, God. And that was mm. the worst medication. that one line. that was one of the worst, worst medications to ever withdraw, because they couldn't give like if a person like, is on heroin, it's different, but they say right. it's worse to withdraw. Uh, mm. uh, morphine than it is heroin. You know, heroin quickly. We can't exhaust still, help you. So I, I, I'm going to tell you something. It took me uh, almost a little over a year to withdraw it.
1: Oh my gosh.
2: And I, I'm going to tell so something. you something. Know. I'm going to tell you how it, it decreased my appetite. I was only eating a sandwich and, and maybe either salt or something for the entire day and that was it. That's how bad right. it decreased my appetite. Oh,
3: oh my so
2: gosh! So I, I, so I that's I, totally understand. I, I, it's, mm.
3: it's,
2: this has to, this has to, it, it needs to be a change in this particular, you know, thing because it's, it's serious. For some people don't make it. I'm telling you, some don't make it.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. And
2: it's, it, it's bad. So I, I, this is why I said. I this is why I said I have to have it 'cause I, I I totally can relate and I, I respect you so much for this book. because it it's you. gonna open up so many people's eyes to this to what's going on because this I mean, you think because your your primary care or your psychiatrist they prescribe you this or you just like in my situation if you're in the hospital you can get the help to get you better but actually it's not. It only right. makes things worse. It only cover if like it's like a something like a patch. Like it's not you heard something, mm-hmm. you patch it up. That's all it is. So it, it don't step once that to the where into that patch starts to move it, it's you, you know, it's I, I do not recommend it at all. But um this book I, yeah. I, I love it. I love it, Melissa. You, oh, you thank uh, you
1: so much. <laughs> um,
2: if I may ask I'm, now, how, yeah. how 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 are you doing now? How are you helping? Um, how are you helping advocate for you know other individuals? I mean, of course, so this book is truly you know a part of it, but yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, um, so. You know, I've connected with a number of the benzodiazepine um, coalitions and um, there's uh, uh, Alliance for Benzo Best Practices. I think for me, getting this book out was my first step um, towards advocacy because I think uh, education and awareness is absolutely key. Absolutely. And, you know, I feel like this will be kind of a launching pad that and then we'll see kind of what comes out of it because it it's um i don't want to just preach to the choir i want people to know that that have not even thought about it or you know that have like a xanax prescription in their medicine cabinet and don't think that it could cause them any kind of you know any kind of harm so i think what i'll con- you know i will continue to about this. I'm on the Simon & Schuster Speakers Bureau and that will be one of my topics um, and general wellness and um, you know and just supporting people that are, are going through it and trying to figure out how to do it safely and to do it in a way that that really can get them back to health.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because we, 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 we need, we need uh, change and um, it's Absolutely. Um, I, I remember, um, when I first when I was uh interning at um a behavioral health uh clinic, um I would just see um how people who were on the same medication that you were on, how they are mm-hmm. I don't like to use the term too far gone, but Hmm. They were they were in a place where I you know like it's, as someone said it's a point of no return like they were they were too far out you know what I'm saying and mm-hmm. to actually get them back it's going to take so so much um like so much treatment and so you know that they're not that the state or federal government is not going to fund to get them to get it. And that's right. our issue. Like we we take this for so long, and it, it takes. The, and this is a, this. When they say the mind is a po- very powerful thing, that is so true. That is one hundred percent true. Your mind can do make you make you think and make you do some things that you think that you can do. So you know it's 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 we need to kind of we need to kind of get you know some type of hold aren't to signal to this for for these things with these these medications because they're they're worse than recreational drugs like the registration drugs they're
1: worse oh yeah (laughs) i you know one of the one of the descriptions that i have in my book is i said you know we we, we've made the atomic bomb with these drugs in in the sense of like what they do in the brain and we do not have an awareness long term of how profoundly um, they can affect people to the point where people lose their lives. I mean, they lose their you know their brain ceases its abilities to function. Mm-hmm. They lose their jobs, their families, yes. you know, their joy, and yes. we're turning a blind eye to that. Right. Um, I don't
2: think I, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, I was I was just gonna say I think, um, and and you're absolutely right that we. For me, because they're so severe, it is true people can very, very quickly get to the point of no return where they they feel so physically impacted and so cognitively impacted, they have no idea how to get back to health.
3: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, really, yeah, it's terrifying.
2: I, I, I want to, um, when we did I did a... Um... When I did panel on uh, prescription drugs, the thing that mm-hmm. when I when I had the Mental Health Association in front of me and, and a group of the other uh, panelists, the thing that stood out to me that made me upset with them is the fact that they were prescribing the same, the same medication to five-year-olds. And mm-hmm. I said to myself, I said to myself, oh my it's gosh. a five-year-old, it's a five-year-old, like, okay, let, let's give them some chance to a little older because they they're still growing. If they do kid things, so they're they're five. So you know you always get sometimes we say this, but they're sometimes they're kids. They're kids. But right. when, when you start to prescribe them medications of this level, it's like what are we doing to the kids?
1: Oh my gosh! A, five,
2: a four or five year old shouldn't be taking this. But you know they they have it. They they it. oh we'll just do a low dosage, you know. But no, but what are we doing to them? Oh age,
1: my gosh! Oh, that's just horrific. They're,
2: they're still they're still growing. Like, I mean, wow. I, I, uh, they're still ba in my opinion they're still babies. I mean they're not you know infant babies but they're babies. They're but still they're growing. babies, right? They're still so they're, I'm like, mm. yeah. The the impact that it will have on an adult. see the impact that it had on yourself and other individuals. So mm-hmm. Imagine the impact it has on a, on a child of that of that age and a person of that age.
1: Oh I, I,
3: I don't
2: know, but it's...
1: it's, it's well, yeah. and, and they didn't do any kind of tests on kids of that age. So to me, that's an issue of, like, severe medical ethics. Absolutely. You know, because we do not have any... We don't even understand what it does to an adult brain long term, mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. less a child whose frontal lobe is not fully formed and whose brain is still growing. And we know that... Mm-hmm. We do know that it makes structural changes, but we don't know what that looks like in a in a child. So to go ahead Absolutely. and move in that direction without any kind of testing is an is an ethical um, issue that it, I think is is uh, needs to be addressed. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I want yeah. to um, also um, discuss the. Um, that this this book, I believe, can change a whole lot of uh, things and open people's minds up to, uh, to, you know, to about how to um, help themselves. And another uh, the thing is that with a lot of uh, people in the mental health field does not do is that let's – so if I come into the legal office, and I said, I'm going through this and that. The first thing that they do is they grab their prescription pads, and while you're mm-hmm. talking to them, let's oh, let's give them so Let's give them right. a plan. Let's give them and, and instead, of, instead of listening to me, and let let's just let's just talk and let's see. Let's pinpoint the problem. Let's see mm-hmm. where the problem is coming from, and let's let's uh, if we find out what the problem is, maybe when we solve the problem, and we pinpoint and you know then maybe we can get, maybe just clear it out instead of just grabbing a pen and you're in your past and writing a prescription.
3: Exactly. I mean, I, I,
2: I, know a, I know it's about the mighty dollar, you know, and it's a billion-dollar industry for both medical and right. drug um, companies. But, I mean, listen, you have a high rate of suicide. Last month mm-hmm. was Health Awareness Month. The, the the suicide rate was high and not just by regular people. We're talking celebrities killed themselves, jumping off of bridges, truck oh. over oh, yeah. very high than ever. You understand what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. so what are we what are we doing? These are by and I, I excuse my French. We have so many half assed mental health professionals that are out there now that they're not helping at all. So now I see so i, I don't want to say i don't want my, i don't want anybody to doing people to themselves, but now we see why we have people doing harm to stuff don't want to see treatment because they're being judged because mm-hmm. they're, they're they're not being listened to i mean this is yeah. i mean it's it's fast so i i really I really encourage your book and to this thing I really encourage them to to read this book. And, and I guarantee you, they'll get something out of it to where they can go on the straight path and get the help that they need, or or self help. Self help is always right. good as well. You know what I'm saying? Right.
1: Both, absolutely. I, I totally agree. I mean, our our sort of um, culture around wellness has veered so strongly into the take a pill culture and to we're now seeing the ramifications of it you know with so much um you know just tremendous um degradation of people's mental and emotional health because of the medication and the and the long-term effects and so um you know my hope is that this is this is one of many many things that start moving the dial a little bit towards a more holistic version of mental and emotional and you know, health and wellness. Mm-hmm.
3: Um,
1: because we've got a long way to go. <laughs> well,
2: absolutely. Yes we do. Yes yeah. we do. Yes we do. So um Melissa, I want to definitely keep in touch with you because um there are so many things that I'm going to find somebody's going and relate to this. So I definitely I'm definitely gonna Love to. check out very very uh very very soon and I, I, okay. I i know you have your, your own schedule you know but definitely if you're if i reach out and if you're available please um and if you're ever not uh, here you. in the, if you're ever here in the new york area you know you're doing the event please I invite us invite my show we'll definitely be out to uh support you know 100 oh, we'll absolutely well you know.
1: but that, um that sounds great I, thank you timothy no
2: problem but i want you to um if you want to give out any um, your websites or any social media for so my listeners to find out more information about what you're doing, and of course, uh, we're definitely going to be giving uh, copies out of the book throughout the show um, in support of this uh, wonderful cause. That uh, you know, wonderful uh, topic. That we're definitely going to be giving out copies of your book and throughout the show. But, oh, great, um, great, great! But give out uh, your your social media if that's okay. You know, your website.
1: Yeah. So my website is Melissaabond.com. There's an A in there. Um and then my my Instagram handle is Melissa B, as in Bond, Melissa B author. So, That's my Instagram handle. Okay.
2: I'm going to definitely, so I'll definitely, uh, I'll definitely follow you on Instagram, and so I'll, uh, I'll send you a message on you let you know Great. that, you know, I found you. I'm going to also post a copy of the book on the Instagram and on the, um, the show Instagram, too, um, you know, and on also our Facebook. Melissa, uh, I appreciate you so much. Um, Thank you for so time much. Out, for time out yeah. to, um, I'm out. So they can come up on the show. We appreciate you. Um, you're also a friend to the show now, so definitely, we're definitely going to have you back on. I already know that. <laughs> um, Great. But,
1: I would love it.
2: So thank you so much. Thank you so much. And, and uh, thank you. congratulations on your journey and, you know, for making it through. And, you know, may God continue to bless you and to keep you Aww. moving forward with everything, okay?
1: Thank you. You as well. And it's just been an honor. Just a delight. Thank you.
2: Thank you so much, Melissa. We'll talk soon.
1: Okay. Sounds great.
2: Thank you. Take care. Thank you to Melissa Avon. Make sure you guys um support her book, Blood Orange Night. It's an, a fantastic book that you guys gotta go out and get. Um okay, get the auto version when you go out to wherever books are sold, please go out and get a copy of this book. It's a fantastic book. It's um focused on different um issues with the uh the drugs and it's a phenomenal book make sure you guys go out and get this copy of this book i'm going to jump into a track um by miss anita baker she's on tour uh i believe it's several dates so make sure you guys check her i believe her so this one, she's only on twitter but make sure you check your local listings um for the entire area where she's going to be coming she's on tour um i have the we have the privilege to go out and see her out in vegas but um taking a local so list and what's up to the chat by Miss Nita Baker and I'll be right back.
3: When I think about how much I'm loving
4: you No limitations No set of regimens, set of rules I'm amazed how much to play
2: Yeah. I just had a deal, I'm on. Yeah, yeah. I'm the type to let niggas think that I'm broke Until I pop out with a million It take 20K and put that on your head And make one of your partners come kill you Cause yeah. they fucking with me Then they gotta grow up Cause this nigga gotta Kid. This shit ain't fit in my pocket I got it like I hit the lottery niggas pop. Thank you so much for listening to tuning in today This is the Timothy Hodge Show I appreciate you all for listening to tuning in today I have a wonderful guest, Miss Alyssa A. A uh, wonderful author uh, me a uh, humanitarian advocate uh, for coming on the show. She's truly one of a kind. Make sure you guys support her book, Blood Orange Night, which is available now. Uh, shout out to uh, the callers uh, for calling in who received a copy of the book. Also, email TimothyHasso at com for your free copy of the book. Just put um, Blood Orange Night in the subject line, uh, and they'll definitely uh, get a copy out to you. Um, and also, you can also... Uh, do an audio version, which is, I believe, is cheaper, uh, or several ways. Please, please with this book. It's a great book, and uh, we appreciate Ms. Melissa for coming on the show. Thank you guys for listening and tuning in today. For more information on today's um, show, Timothy Oswald for more information on today's episode. Uh, make sure you, if you missed the show, make sure you check it out on the available um, podcast um, sites. Our website, AntonioYazShow dot com. Um, uh, for more information, and we appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for listening, to me. I'm gonna leave you with this. where you gotta be. Now so you stay up, there strong. Peace.
3: Unfold.
4: Challenge what the future holds Try to keep your head up to the sky Lovers, they may cause you tears Go ahead, release your fears My, oh my e-e-e. You're gonna be bad, you're gonna be bold You're gonna
3: be wiser You're gonna be hard, you're gonna
4: be tough You're gonna be strong together